0: Sean J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: All that needs to be said, good Wednesday morning, is, uh, fellas, let's uh, cut right to the chase. <laughs> <laughs> I can wave right <laughs> <laughs> Key is done. In one way, Key <laughs> is done. Not with this show. And Jay soon to be. J. soon to
2: be as well. We'll Great. divulge later at another time.
1: Yes. Great dads on both
3: sides. Yes. great dads. Oh man, oh, no. holiday, yes. holiday time, fire today. Holiday time, fire today. Oh
4: man, holiday time. It's just, you know, I reflect all the time about the holiday season. You know, I lost my mom back in 20, uh, 2011. but it's like every time holiday come around, I try to figure out how to make some of her stuff. It never come out. It's like, yeah, gotta throw it away. I just wasted all this money on these damn greens because I can't make greens to save my life. Yeah. I don't, I don't, they're either come out too crunchy or too soggy. I never could get them right. And I know how to cook, I think, but I can't, that's one thing I cannot touch. My mom, perfection,
2: perfection. That's what my mom. I crazy. will not
4: eat anybody else's greens unless they're like my sisters because my sister cooks it exactly like my mom. Learned. Speaking From of my, moms, yeah.
2: big, big shout out to your mom. I know that you dealt with that key. My mom actually, uh, is having, Crazy procedure last night in the hospital. So, big shout out to Mama Will. This time of the year always gets tough. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It gets tough, man. You can't spend it with family with everything we got going on.
4: Especially right now, because I was scheduled to go to travel to go spend time with my family on the West Coast, but then obviously couldn't do it.
1: Couldn't do it. Right. Travel restrictions around the country. So, you know, one more day on Zoom to say hi to the family, as if you're already not using Zoom enough. It's great to have you fellas here. Happy early Thanksgiving to everybody. We'll have three football games tomorrow in the NFL. But in college football, it sounds strange to say, because guys, there's no fatigue talking about Alabama or Clemson, because if you want to talk about college football, within about two minutes, you have to go there, because they've dominated the sport here.
4: But it is fatigue for me. But it is for you, why? I'm just tired, Like because it's almost like I know what's getting ready to happen. Like I understand Clemson lost to Notre Dame. You could argue Trevor Lawrence didn't play and and DJU played really well and they had a chance to win the game in the end and all of those sort of things. Sure. But I already know if they play them again and Trevor Lawrence is there and it's on neutral ground, it's going to be a little bit different, I believe, especially, you know, if Notre Dame get out of the weeds against North Carolina this weekend.
1: Yep, that's a big game Friday on ABC. And
4: I already kind of know what Steve Sarkeesian and Alabama and Nick Saban is going to dial up against whoever they play. I understand that – Ole Miss scored a lot of points on their defense. But remember, Lane Kiffin is the coach. He understands the thought process of both of those guys, Nick Saban and Steve Sarkeesian, who's calling plays. He's been around them. So I'm not, like, looking at the defense and going, oh, my God, he gave up all those points, 90-some points in three games. Well, more than half of them came against Ole Miss. So it's like, I know that Alabama's going to be there. I know it. It's like the Georgia game. I knew they would beat them. It's like a John Whether Wick Nick movie. There I'm like, oh,
2: there goes Keanu Reeves at the end. He's going to have his dog, and they're going to walk away.
4: That's what. That's why I'm fatigued.
1: The fatigue for Clemson is different because they have been every bit as dominant as Alabama has been essentially since the playoffs started. They've gotten the best of them in a national title game. They handed Nick Saban the worst loss he's ever had at Alabama when Trevor burst onto the scene and won that national championship in 2018. However, Dabo. Some people are fatigued with Dabo for a different reason. Jay, will I am. <laughs> and if you missed this story, real quick, Dabo will not let it die. Over the weekend, Clemson was set to play Florida State. Florida State didn't want to play the game because Clemson had one player test positive on a Friday, and essentially the ACC, instead of saying, was Paul Feinbaum who was with us a few days ago, instead of them just laying down the law and saying, here's the decision for the conference, we're going to make it for you, they left it up to the two teams. They could not come. To an agreement, Dabo essentially said, the reason you don't want to play us is because you're scared of us. You're using the coronavirus as an excuse. Florida State fired back and said, we'll play you in December, just not now because of the COVID test. Mike Norvell, Florida State's first-year coach, then told Sweeney, hey, we're football coaches, not doctors. Why don't you stay in your lane, bro? And then Dabo (laughs) essentially said, hey, look, if you don't want to play this game, we're here. We're ready to go. The protocols have been met. It should be a forfeit, and we should have the game. Listen to this from Sweeney.
2: Y'all don't listen I didn't say they wanted to forfeit the game. I said it should be a forfeit. I didn't say they wanted to forfeit the game. Big difference. I said they, it should be a forfeit because we wow. met the standard to play and we even offered to play Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So in my opinion, we, we, we did everything we could. Our medical group was 1,000% on board with playing the game. So, you know, and, and again, I felt like, you know, I trust our people here. I have no reason not to. They've done an amazing job, amazing job. So I, I didn't say they, I said they, it should be a forfeit. I didn't say they wanted a forfeit. Big difference.
4: Whether he, it was should or they wanted to, whatever the case is, Dalbo Sweeney's not a doctor. And I'm listening to Florida State's doctors. If I'm Florida State's head coach and I'm Florida State's athletic director, president of school, I understand Clemson got great doctors. I get that. You deal with that over there with your people. I'll deal with it over here with mine. Because the health is more important. I understand you want to play on Monday and Sunday and Tuesday and Wednesday and you're a football coach, and this is what you prepare for all week long, and you took the buses down there and you wanted to do it. So damn what? The health is more important right now. It just is. And Dalbo, you know, he, he's just talking, man. This Dalbo's why, just talking. This is
2: why I get frustrated. It's a, It's a very myopic approach, right? Obviously, we're dealing with so much more than just football. And to be aware of that as a coach when you're aware of other things that your kids are dealing with, I understand that you took out all these resources, $300,000 that we learned a term of, and you said, all right, big big football, big money, I get it. Spending a lot money of money to get down How i have they there. made, Jay, the I know
4: several years playing in these final four games, in these bowl games? Since Dalbo's taken over, I wish I knew the numbers, and I should have thought of this. Since he took over, they've gone – Crazy in the bowl circuit of January bowls in the the final fours. How much money have that university
1: collected? They have one of the nicest facilities in the country, and that's the best way to tell how much money you're bringing in because in most cases, as you guys know as college athletes, when you bring in the money, you got to spend it or the school's going to want it back, and they have a glimmering palace out there.
2: Here's my thing, though, ready? Hypothetically, even if a school did use COVID as an excuse to not play you, Mm -hmm. right? even if they did, why would you ever say that? Why would you ever propose something like that? Like you, you, you can't use what's happening to the depth of so many people in a very polarizing subject matter and then try to say, use it to your advantage. I just don't understand the reasoning behind that key. Like I get lost with that. Like you, you just keep doing what you're doing, man. You're winning. So you're seven and one as opposed to eight and one. Like, what's 8-1 going to do? Like, Uh, it gives you another week of reps?
4: Especially against a Florida State team that they probably are favored by 50 points or something against, right? I mean, Florida Florida State's not a good football team this year, so – you want to beat up on Florida State? I get it. It's part of recruiting. It's part of all those sort of things. Dabo missed the mark on this one. That's all. He just missed the mark. And I know some people that are Clemson fans that may listen to our shows, telling me right now and shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. I get I, it. I, just I understand like Dabo's that. Dabo's missed
2: the mark a couple of times.
4: Well, I'm just As talking I, about I, this one I in know, particular because this is this is the subject matter.
2: It just feels like there is a history of Dabo saying things. And I look, Dabo's one of the best coaches there is in the game. I think everybody recognizes that. Uh, I, I think sometimes though. Dabbo's ego gets the best of him when well, I hear him talk some. Yeah, he
4: That's he all I'm saying. certainly has uh risen to the occasion of recent years of winning championships and being the 10 million dollar guy. So I'm sure his ego has gotten away and most of us when we get to a certain level we feel a certain way about who we are. And I'm sure he feels that I am at the top of the pinnacle of college football and I'm going to say what I want to say and do what I want to do, and you're not going to say anything or do anything about
1: it. To Jay's point, he had just had humble roots. He was the wide receiver's coach. He hung on. He got an opportunity, made the most of it, and because of that, it was sort of a lovable story. But to your point, sometimes when these sort of comments come out, it starts to chip away at a great veneer he has really put exactly. Back.
4: And he's done a good job. At the, He's done a, 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 a great job. He's done a great job at... The kids that he's recruited in the areas that he was recruited in, and win the football games, and guys graduating, and education, and all that. He's done a terrific job of that. Just the, much like you say, Jay, sometimes you let some things get in the way, and people form a certain opinion about you, and it stains you, and you may not be able to get rid of that. When it's there.
2: And, and this is all I'm saying, Zubin, and my last comment on this. Like, yeah. I'm all about complexity. When, mm-hmm. you, when you look at life, right, it's not this or that. Like, I'm not chopping Dibble Sweeney down. It's like, he's a bad person. He's a good person. I think he has a good heart. I think he's a great coach, an incredible coach. And I also think there's some issues with sometimes he pops off the mouth a little bit. Two things can both be true at the same time.
4: I can't believe you used popped off at the mouth. I haven't heard that in a long
2: time. Oh, you know, those are like when you start getting close to fighting words. What, <laughs> you going to pop off the mouth? Pop off the mouth? I don't know if I've ever used that one, Alan. Pop off at the mouth. Now
1: you go snack crackle pop. That's, that's your pop. That's East Coast thing. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> snack crackle pop. Snack crackle. I never heard that either.
1: Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Shell. get more time to listen to our show by going to Shell and getting three things done at once. First, fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus. Then save up with the Fuel Rewards Program. Finally, snack up to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. We've got a little breaking NFL news for you. Here it is. The Jags have decided to pass on Minshew Mania and the Jake Luton era. Hope you enjoyed it. You probably blinked and missed it. (laughs) The Jags are now going to be starting Mike Glennon this week. In their game, that's according to Adam Schefter. Mike Glennon. It's another one the Bears could have used, right?
4: (laughs) No, they tried that. It didn't work out. They benched him and went with Mitch Trubisky.
1: It's fair you say that. The craziest part. Glennon got benched in 2017 for Trubisky, as Key just said, who got benched this year, of course, for Nick Foles. Foles, of course, got benched for Gardner Minshew, who, -hmm. of course, got replaced by Jake Luton, who is now benched in favor of... Mike Glennon, so it all comes together. <laughs>
4: just think about all those quarter. Think about the quarterbacks you're talking about, though. Just look at those names: okay. Trubisky, who, what, <laughs> right? Glennon. <laughs> it's like Minshew, Mania. Minshew was on fire, though. He had the mustache going. We were running little skits about him on ESPN. He was rolling. He just couldn't capitalize on it.
1: Want to give Mark Long? I believe Evan of the Associated Press. Am I right about that? Mark Long, a shout-out from the Associated Press that helped put all those quarterback dominoes together. Great job there by Mark. But it just goes to show what a mess the Bears, the Jags, and all these teams that don't have quarterbacks are. If you don't have one, you are absolutely reeling. Let's go from A to Z.
0: From San Francisco to Atlanta and everywhere in between, from A to Z.
1: Ah, yes, Atlanta, the ATL. The Hawks have signed Bogdan Bogdanovich. The Kings declined to match the offer sheet. Now, if you're thinking, what in the world is happening with Bogdan Bogdanovich? You're not alone. The Kings had 48 hours to match the Hawks' four-year, $72 million offer for him. He was a restricted free agent. Sacramento said, no thanks. So, Jay Bogdanovich now joins a Hawks team. Pretty aggressive here in free agency. They added Gallinari, Danilo Gallinari, on a $65 million deal. Rajon Rondo, who was so great in the playoffs for Keys Lakers. They might be turning the corner a little bit here, huh? They're going
2: to be a playoff team. I mean, uh, they've had maybe one of the best off seasons, uh, you know, this whole year. I mean, look, look the middle Gallinari is a guy averaging 19 points per game. He was huge for OKC. You look at Trey Young, how explosive he is as a scorer. You get Rajon Rondo from the Lakers to kind of help Trey Young on his way. You add in Bogdanovich, Travis Slink, the GM, probably overpaid for Bogdanovich, but that's okay because they had cap to go uh, go out and do that. I like the makings of this team. The question is, what do they do? What does John Collins do, who will be a free agent uh, or get an extension? You know, that's going to be a major question. Follow him going forward.
1: Nothing there? I don't have anything. We should mention Travis Schlenk used to be a front office guy with the Warriors, so he's really trying to build the Hawks in the mold of, I don't know, if we can get a guy that could shoot the lights out like Steph, there and they go. got Trey, Trey and they're thinking maybe and that's the And that was a way. controversial
2: thing because they took Trey Young over Luka Doncic. Right.
1: How does that look at the moment, Right. All right, here we go. King, you get you got to get it in on this one. Okay, this is no, right. No, I was going to get
4: in, but I just let Jay handle it. He got all the. That's all a, You know, he's the guy. A little dribble handoff. We I don't have dribble to get hand in off. on everything.
1: <laughs> I want you to get in on this. Both of you on this one. This is big. Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, Calvin Johnson, among the Hall of Fame semi finalists. Jared Allen also in that mix. These are first year eligible players to make the list of 25 semifinalists. And then obviously we're going to pare that down and we'll find out on Super Bowl weekend who will be the latest class for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I think we obviously know Peyton Manning is in, Charles Woodson is, in. Calvin Johnson is going to get in. But the question key, your position, Megatron, wideout, is Johnson a first ballot Hall of Famer like you would imagine uh, Peyton and Charles Woodson would be?
4: Both of those guys have won Super Bowls. And I really don't know the criteria uh, with guys getting in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Like, I don't really follow it like that. It's one of those deals where it's like, I think they're Hall of Famers, but whoever the writers are, or journalists or whoever make these their decisions, think of things differently. I think Kelvin Johnson is certainly a Hall of Famer. Now, whether or not he's a first ballot or a 10 ballot or whatever, I just know th- people like Isaac Bruce that I thought was a Hall of Famer had to wait a long time. Chris Carter a long time. Uh, uh, Tory Holt has been waiting. Got- All wide
1: receivers. Yeah, yeah so but when key, you think key, about the wide
4: receiver logjam, it's
2: like, I, I mean, I don't really know. If Keyshawn had his own Hall of Fame, would Calvin Johnson be a first ballot? I don't know
4: that he would be a first ballot. I don't know that he would be a first ballot. Um, because then I would start to have to look at did he win playoff games? how many playoff games did he play in Has he won any. a championship Not his fault. Yeah. he's in the passing air they throw the ball a lot and Detroit, I started to do all of that what did was he the best wide receiver of his ten years that he played in a national or nine years that he played in the national football? probably so if he was on a better team, could he carry that team to a championship? probably so. So you start to dive into all of those sort of things. I think he gets in. I just don't know if he gets in tomorrow mm. or he has to wait till the next day. I just
1: don't know. how I don't, much of it. How much of it simply comes down to? Do they is-
4: like him? Like, like, do people that make the decisions, do they like Kelvin Johnson? Was he media friendly or was he a jerk like me that nobody likes? I mean, like, what was he?
1: We should mention a couple things that you can't really hold against him. He obviously played on a team that didn't win, but it's a dependent position. And, look, unless you're Barry Sanders or somebody like that, it's a little different for the Detroit Yeah, it's Lions. just a
4: weird – it's it's weird when it comes to the Hall of Fame stuff. And he Clearly, the man, early. the dude was ridiculous. Uh, There's no, not no, even yeah. a talent-wise a question. They had to vice him with two guys. In, that, that means like two guys on him. They double him at the line of scrimmage, not over the top and the guy in front of him. They took like he was a punt dude, like he was a a, a, a gunner on punt. They put two dudes in front of him. I've never seen that in the NFL. In, the, in college football, I've seen it many times. But in the pros, I've never seen where they take two defensive backs and say, no matter what, you're not getting off the line of scrimmage.
1: Mm. He also left the game early. That's one yeah. thing we have to kind of keep in mind. Now, he did that on his own volition. I think he, like many people like Barry, actually. Man, he got just tired of getting tired. beat up yes. and losing. Correct. And that's just something I wanted to keep in mind, because when you look at his dazzling statistics, a six-time Pro Bowl or a three-time All-Pro, and I think most people that watch football know the, the All-Pro is the real one there. Pro Bowls, Pro Bowl. But he well, walked uh, away.
4: Yeah, that's true. Right? That's true. That's true. It's true. I was going to say, when he played, Pro Bowl was more
2: real Pro Bowl than it is now. Right. Now, you can be alternate. like
4: the... Twelfth alternate and your Pro Bowler,
1: right? Mm. You get that well, incentive. You don't, you don't think
2: him leaving the game early would be used against him, right?
1: No, I just think if if there was any doubt, it just sort of I think that is to be taken into account because the numbers are so prolific. Imagine what they could have been. Ben, right?
4: Yeah, they could have been. Well, you look at a guy like Terrell Davis that had a short stint as a powerful back in Denver, but he won two championships, and he was the reason that Denver Broncos. Zubin knows because he was in Denver covering it. Right, he was the main reason that they won those two championships. I know a lot of people want to give John Elway the credit, but Terrell Davis, if it wasn't for Terrell Davis, the Denver Broncos probably don't win
1: those two Super Bowls. Think about this for a second. And he had a
4: short window of 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 success in a short period of time, much like Kelvin Johnson, but he got the championships.
1: Indeed. And T D we should mention is in the Hall of Fame. But he had to wait. He was not clearly a guy that got it. He had to wait a long time, wait. Hold his breath on Super but Bowl weekend. does it really?
4: Weekend. I guess, I don't know. I got my personality is different. I'm like I'm in. I'm in. I I don't care when I get in. Me and you, we on the same damn wall. We What's got it? a gold
1: jacket. We got <laughs> yeah, a bust.
4: Yeah, we got a bust. We got a gold jacket. Your jacket got a little more stains on it. Mine's a little newer because yours is older.
1: Two other things to quickly keep in mind with regards to TD and that how it works out with uh, Calvin Johnson. Calvin walked away healthy. I'm sure if he was on the show, or maybe we can get him on the show. Uh, he talks about how he can wake up and do anything he wants. Yes. TD essentially was forced to retire with injuries. And to your point on the Broncos, and this really sometimes is, what what's the catapulting moment? He was great in the Super Bowl, 2,000-yard guy. Think about this. They always say this in Denver. Elway couldn't win until he met Mike Shanahan. Mike Shanahan couldn't win until he had John Elway. Neither won until they found Terrell Davis. Mm. Think about that for a second. Yeah,
4: So they started to look at all of those sort of things with Kelvin. Megatron was crazy. Megatron almost had 2,000 yards receiving, man. That's like, man, that's hard as hell to do. I played the position. And when you are a targeted guy like him, meaning the defense is trying to take you away, that's like – Westbrook, when he was going for all
2: them triple doubles and setting
4: the record, the defense is taking away and I'm still
2: cooking. Keith, from an inside perspective, what made him so unique? Well, he was big and fast. Uh, but like something that the common fan wouldn't know, that you know as a wide receiver, that you saw him do, you like,
4: damn. Just, man, I can't talk about him without talking about his size and his athletic ability, how fast he was. He was big. Like, he's bigger than me and faster. And I cooked when I was in the league. Imagine his size. In his speed and high pointing the ball, he just was he was monkey manning dudes out there, going and getting it. He was just he was different. He was a different dude. Period. Like moss different. They, those dudes are different.
1: Think about this. He had a 1,000-yard receiving season multiple times, of course. He had an 1,100-yard 1, receiving season, a 1,200-yard receiving, wow. receiving season, a thirteen yard hundred receiving season, a 1,400-yard receiving season, a 1,600-yard receiving season, and to Key's point, nearly at 2,000 yards in 2012 when he caught 122 balls for 1,964 wow. yards.
4: Come on, man. I mean, what, what was that That's average? Rude. What was the average on that 2,000- that the year he almost got the 2,000. Is it the average there?
1: Yeah, sure. The average was, let's see, I will scroll. By the way, typical Lions, he only had five touchdowns that year. But the,
5: with
4: the touchdowns, it, people not going to let you score in the red zone when you the guy. It's just they're going to put everybody up against you when you the guy. It's
1: hard to score, man. People don't understand that. 122.8. Pretty
4: good. No, no, no. Average per
1: catch. Oh, per catch? Let's find out. Perhaps average per catch.
4: Average per catch was probably about 19.
1: Seventeen and a half. Wow! Oh, you know hard, excuse me, excuse me. Sixteen point one.
4: You know how hard it is, yeah, though. Wow. at sixteen to get that. That's that's a first down and a half every time I touch the ball. Right. That's a first down and a half. That's why when people get to chopping and talking, it's like, man, you don't really understand. You have no idea how hard that is to do. So with all of those sort of things, you look at it and you you say, okay, but I still don't think that that from a first ballot standpoint, because of and it's not all his fault. It's none of his fault. It's just, it's Detroit. You know, it's like Come a great on. player going Come to Cincinnati. On. Dan
2: again. Orlovsky couldn't make him better. <laughs> Come on, Dan. I don't know that Dan was the yeah. starter, was his he? His quarterbacks were Dan Orlovsky, yeah. John Kitna and Dante Culpepper. Starter? Oh. No, they just... He was the on the roster. Yeah, on the roster. Oh, Yeah. Oh, well, I'm gonna leave that alone. Yeah, I, wow, Evan, <laughs> I'll say it. Evan no, said it. no, okay. no. We, we didn't hear. No, he was a Dan <laughs> was year? my guy. I didn't. There's my guy too.
4: I didn't realize that he was a starter when they happened to them. I didn't. I didn't realize that. So, so that say, was a, You that said was, you weren't gonna
2: say it, but you just said it. No, I didn't. Okay, but no, you I kind didn't. of said it.
4: No, I didn't. I just said I didn't realize that he was a starter when they had the mishap. I just. That's it. That's messed up.
1: When they made NFL history?
4: See, now Zubin's giving more context to it. <laughs> or running out of the back of the end zone. But oh. go ahead, Zubin. Oh, okay. Okay. That's my guy, man.
2: He knows. Dan's a man.
4: I, I created come on, man, with him running out the back of the end zone. Dan knows. He knows it's all fun, man. We can all joke about our careers. Jay says I run a 4-9. He missed free throws in a crucial Duke game. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> he still was the number two pick in yeah. the draft. And he... National and, and he stole any national championship, and he stole a trophy from Carlos Boozer to be the Naismith
1: player of the year. I did steal
2: it from him. We shared it. I just, kept, I just keep it at my house.
1: All right. Uh, just real quick. I mean, I I have no idea after I repeat this sentence uh, that Evan has put on the screen if Dan will join us on Monday or not, but we've got plenty of days to smooth it out. Uh, Jared Allen, I also mentioned, he's on the ballot for the first time. Uh, he was uh, among the group of defensive players that chased Dan out of the uh, back of the end zone. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh my God, you are on fire! Tonight. Y'all better
4: leave Dad alone, man. Dad gonna hate us. Oh God, good thing I don't have to see him this weekend because we're dark on NFL Live, so that's good.
1: Indeed, still to come from March Madness to Mohegan Madness, the college basketball season is here. Many want it delayed, but the number one proponent of saying it's gotta go now is joining us next.
0: Types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com/slash morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com/slash morning, code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks: pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
5: Passion, drive, and patience: what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
1: Good morning. I'm Zubin Mahentay here with your Sports Center update. The college football playoff rankings are out. Alabama, no surprise, is at number one. Notre Dame at number two, looking for their first national title since Tony Rice and the boys won it in 1988. Clemson is third. Ohio State rounds out the top four. Texas A&M just on the outside looking in at five. They're one pace ahead of Florida. They have the head-to-head against the Gators. As you may know, the highest ranked group of five team is Cincinnati. They are in seventh. NBA News, Bogdan Bogdanovich agreeing to a four-year, $72 million contract with the Atlanta Hawks. He was a restricted free agent. Sacramento had a chance to match. They said, no, thank you. Our Bobby Marks front office insider tweeted the Atlanta Hawks have won the off season for the Eastern conference and college basketball is back. We're going to yeah. talk to our Seth Greenberg, Jay's old partner from college game day here. Jay's fired up in just one minute. 2k empire classic tipping off tonight, Arizona state, Rhode Island, Villanova, Boston college at the 2k empire classic. As I mentioned at the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut, benefiting the Wounded Warriors. And if you're looking forward to the Champions Classic, Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, and Michigan State, that will be played next Tuesday, and you can watch it on ESPN. Sports Center. is brought to you by Goodyear. Whether you're on the field or on the edge of your seat, Goodyear wants you to embrace the unexpected every upset, touchdown, or fourth-quarter comeback, and let it move you. No matter what the season throws your way, Goodyear is here to help drive you forward. Goodyear more driven and it's a pleasure to be joined this morning on the shell pens oil performance line by one of the great college basketball analysts and as i mentioned jay's old partner
2: oh, <laughs> seth that's
1: Greenberg. what i said that's
2: why every time we had a conversation seth would get mad and start walking
3: around. that's my guy go that's my it. guy go
2: for it reunited seth, enough what is going on <laughs> seth, enough already i miss you brother how you doing man
3: I'm doing well, hanging in there. It's been a crazy, obviously, last eight months. Uh, we've gotten to this point. I see you back on the A list with the gear, though.
2: Hey, uh, yes, I. Uh, you know, now I can be a fan, whereas <laughs> I don't have to be objective anymore. You know what I mean, Seth? <laughs> hey, so let you me get l- the same package Boozer gets. That's <laughs> very impressive. Hey, you've oh, been listening, on. Coach. That's great. I love it. Don't, don't listen to Key and all the Boozer reference. Boozer's my god. Though. You know what I'm saying? All right, so Seth, let me kick things off by saying, what do you? What are you most excited for about this college hoop season?
3: To get it started, you think about when the season ended last year, Jay. Will. It was obviously so drastic and so quick that there were so many questions. Were we going to play college basketball? Could we have a season? Uh, Now that we have a season, the question is, will these games actually be played? So I think these guys, these players have been on campus since July. Since July. And now all of a sudden, there were no scrimmages. There were no exhibition games they finally get a chance to play games. It's a kind of a slice of normalcy for them in a very abnormal environment. So I think, first and foremost, just that we're playing again. And then I think the next thing is, can these upper-class teams, these veteran teams, these senior teams, are going to have a huge advantage this year? The Wisconsins, the Villanovas, the Gonzagas, even the Illinois. Because you you know, Jay, as well as anyone, uh, you don't know what you don't know. As good as some freshmen are, until they step on that court, it's a learning curve. So I'm just excited that we're back and playing and doing it in a safe and safe manner and understand there are gonna be roadblocks, there are gonna be detours, there are gonna be cancellations. It is what it is. Control our controllables. Understand that leadership from their head coaches is gonna be imperative.
2: Seth, you know, when we were due college game day, I love that you always ask me questions like Jay Will, what time's the bus coming? Jay Will, like you guys are so prepared for everything. Well, how do you prepare for the unpreparable, Seth? Like what will head coaches? What would their styles be? How will they go with the ebb and flow of the season that's so unpredictable?
3: Yeah, I think the key will be how they go with the ebb and flow of the season. You can't get too high. You can't get too low. I mean, you know, it's, it's, you're in a situation where the, the pandemic can't define you and your team. All right, how you react to the pandemic will define you and your team. And I think you've really got to be consistent in terms of your messaging and your approach. And that is be straight up with your guys. Understand, you know what? We're going to have situations where we're going to be ready to play a game and the other team's going to get a positive test. We're going to have situations where we're going to be ready to play a game and maybe an official has a positive test or an official can't get to the game because the week before, all right, they were with a, a, an officiating crew, J that had someone who had a top positive test. So because of contact tracing, every single one of those officials are going to be eliminated from the equation. So to me, it's consistent messaging. This is going to challenge the leadership of coaches. Because if they react, and Jay, you know, know this well, they react to every time there's a pause, every time there's a contact tracing, every time a game is canceled or rescheduled, how's their team going to react? They're going to take on basically the personality of their head coach. So I think consistent leadership, being positive with your team, understanding to control your controllables, and move to the next play. You know, you're just going to have to put good days on top of each other. I mean, it sounds like a cliché, but that's the reality of 2020 in college basketball,
4: Coach Seth. You're a coach at heart. Um, you know, tell me this: How difficult is it going to be to navigate your team and your program through these challenging times to win games?
3: It's going to be really difficult, Keith. Because here's here's the thing: I mean, think. Say, say you all of a sudden you have a positive result, and you're shut down for 14 days. You're shut down for 14 days. And, You think about those players, I mean, and the isolation they're in. Now, when you come out of those 14 days, like UConn's coming out of a 14-day quarantine. Uh, Syracuse is coming out of a 14-day quarantine. When you get them back, how hard do you go? Well, if you go too hard, you're risking injury. How much do you give those teams? And then, you know, the uncertainty of now you're out of the quarantine, you've got to worry about, all right, do you prepare for the game? Do you prepare your team? So. There are so many things that are going on during the course of the season, I think, that you're going to have to see coaches have everyone ready. I talked to Tom Izzo the other day, and he said, that, you know, most important thing is i got to have my whole roster ready because I don't know if someone can get injured. I don't know if someone's going to be eliminated because of a contact tracing. There are so many variables. It goes back to the same thing, messaging, being consistent, being real, being genuine, being honest with your team. You can't get too high. You can't get too low. You can't overreact because things are going to happen. It's not the pandemic. It's not that things are going to happen. It's how you react to those things. Your team will read you and play off of you. So this is going to challenge leadership to every single head coach. You've got to be able to be calm, collected. You've got to lead with your words. And most importantly, you've got to lead with your actions.
4: What underclassmen coach are you excited to see? Freshmen, incoming freshmen, underclassmen.
3: Yeah, two two freshmen, I'm excited. Scotty Barnes talking to Leonard Hamilton and watching tape. He's a mixture of Magic Johnson and Scotty Pippen. 6'9", point forward, could initiate the fast break off a defensive rebound. He can post you up and score around the basket. He's an alert and active defender that can protect the rim finish. But here's the thing. Talking to Stan Jones, our assistant coach, he says he has a voice. And what I mean by that is he's a freshman that doesn't carry himself like a freshman. He missed a couple of days of practice because of injury. And he said he was as engaged in that practice as he would have been if he played. That's a freshman that's not afraid to use his voice. And then Kate Cunningham from Oklahoma State. He is really unique. A 6'6 six, six point guard that can play off the bounce, get in the lane, read ball screens, knock down the three, an active and alert defender, finish at the rim. He takes Oklahoma State and makes them must watch TV. I mean, he's a guy that changes the whole dynamic of your program. He's going to be here seven months. He could have left. He could have went somewhere else when they went on probation. They are challenging that. Right now they're eligible for the NCAA tournament until the ruling on their, uh, on their appeal comes out. But Cade Cunningham, that dude is special.
2: Seth, I'm looking at you here on the screen, man. You've lost a lot of weight. How many walks are you taking Jake the Wonder Dog on these days? <laughs>
3: Uh, Jake DeWordog only goes for two, but I'm going for about 14 a day. Actually, before I came in here this morning, I knocked out four at about 530. So uh, I'm down 30 pounds.
2: Looking great, man. All right, last question I have for you, Seth. Who who do you think is going to finish this year being national player of the year?
3: I got to go with my man Garzilla. I mean, like, the guy never takes a playoff. I mean, it's ridiculous. He plays as hard as any player in the country. He runs the floor. He's relentless on the grass. He reminds me of Tyler Hansberger in that he plays to contact. He's also had the ability to step out and shoot the three. He's a relentless, fearless rebounder. Uh, He's a guy that comes at you every second of the game. All right, he runs the floor. He's attacking you on the glass. He's moving without the basketball. He'll short roll and make a play. And when he catches it in the post, all right, he's almost impossible to stop. A little bit awkward. Iowa, that's a team that can get to the Final Four. But you know what, Iowa? You want to get to the Final Four behind my man Garzilla? You got to guard someone. If they defend, Iowa a team that can really get, not only get to the Final Four, but win a national championship.
1: No question about it. That would be the great Luca Garza. For those that may not be familiar, Iowa looking for its first Final Four appearance in about 40 years when the late great Lute Olson was manning the hawkeyes two-part question seth we're asking everybody this a little uh, side dish and a little dessert first things first stuffing or mashed potatoes
3: oh stuffing no doubt about it but cream corn man you got to have cream corn oh,
1: that's a good one that's a good one and here comes the controversial one this morning we've been asking every guest pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie be careful here be the guys are fired here. up
3: be, about be this. careful here seth Pecan pie with vanilla ice cream. Come on, man. When are okay. you guys kidding me, how can you not have pecan pie with a, ma- with a little vanilla ice cream? Warm it up a little bit. I'm not a pumpkin pie guy. I think this pumpkin spice thing, well overrated.
1: <laughs> there you go. Thank goodness Starbucks is not a sponsor of the show. So we can read
3: breathe aside. <laughs> Only you would know about the pumpkin spice latte and me j happy- well. you know me. No no, no coffee anyway. No coffee. <laughs> Strictly Diet Coke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Keep on walking. You look great, Coach. Can't wait. College basketball back tonight. Champions Classic next week. Happy Thanksgiving.
2: See you Tuesday on air, Coach. Stay well, guys. All, All right. right, brother. Happy Thanksgiving. That's well,
4: great he, at least Coach knew Carlos it was better.
2: Ah, oh, I mean. you're relentless. <laughs>
1: Real quick, uh, early this morning, the Browns were informed that a player has tested positive for COVID-19. They've closed the facility. Meetings are going to take place remotely as part of the NFL and NFLPA's intensive protocol, which basically ramps up all the protocols. They'll continue to consult with the league and medical experts on the appropriate next steps. This is just a statement the team has put out on health and safety of their players, coaches, staff, the entire Browns community remaining their highest priority. They are going to be playing the Jacksonville Jaguars at least for the moment.
4: Every week. I mean, it's it's going to happen every single week. So, you know, they're doing they're taking the necessary steps and precautions to make sure that everything is going to work out just fine. You can tell, and we'll see what happens. But every week, it's it's yeah. a team every week, right? This isn't this isn't the start of the football season. This is the end of the football season. So, I'm not surprised.
2: I mean, look, you, you you keep pushing through. I mean, you see the light at the end of the tunnel. The Browns have a chance to get that wild card. Uh, you take this where it is, and you, you contact Trace, and you move forward.
1: Indeed. Last thing I would say is I think it's almost more surprising when we go through a day and don't get one. right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really. That's kind of where we are. Really. At Have this we particular- gone through a day? <laughs> <That's> a <good laughs> right? Point. Have we any gone day, through a day? It's like- any day that ends in Y, seemingly there is a positive test. On the way, the smart picks in sports, the smart picks in movies, and the smart picks for Key's Thanksgiving menu.
5: Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, hold up. Before I let you go.
0: One
2: more thing before we let you go. Are you a pumpkin pie person or a sweet potato pie person?
0: Is there a thing that's sweet potato pie? Oh, my God. goodness! Heather Dinich, what is going on? What do you and have then for the pumpkin pie with the cool whip, the cool whip on it. Oh! Oh! Heather! No! <laughs>
1: Not the cool whip, Heather. We were bonding. <laughs> we're so cool. That was earlier this morning, Key, our college football player, reporter Heather Dinich in. And essentially, Jay Astor, pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie. We're asking everybody... She wasn't aware there was a sweet potato pie, but could it be a regional delicacy? Uh, she is from. Regional?
4: But it's all over the
1: world. Well, I mean, she's from Maryland. You know, maybe it's. Man, you uh-uh. Know? No, I, she's a I mom can't of give. Three.
4: I can't give Heather a pass on that one. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Zoom in.
1: By the way, our poll results, we asked the hard-hitting questions like we always do on this program: if it is indeed sweet potato pie or pumpkin pie. And the overwhelming winner key, the overwhelming winner pumpkin pie
4: yeah well you know heather wins there yeah well (laughs) hey man i gotta i i I say this i need to take i need to check their taste buds because i just i don't i don't get it but i get it i understand it's good
1: man more food for thought won't be at my
4: house that's for damn sure
1: your thanksgiving menu at your place is on the way in just one moment first let's check out the smart picks in sports and movies Our smart picks in sports key what are you keeping an eye on this weekend
4: well I I was hoping that the USC Colorado game is still in question. USC had a closed practice so I was thinking USC. I was keeping an eye on that, but I'm going to watch this Notre Dame North Carolina game. Mm-hmm. I really want to see what Notre Dame has because I know Mac Brown can coach and I know they got a hell of a quarterback down there and I know Notre Dame has Ian Book, but but UNC is is interesting. They can be, you know, as they say a bracket buster type Football team that's good, actually.
1: No question. Watch for that on your local ABC station here in a couple of days. The smart picks are brought to you by Redbox. I'm going to go with one that you're going to, I didn't even talk to you about this. All right. So you were at SC in 95. Yeah. Right. So you were obviously keeping tabs in all the college football world. 25 years ago, Virginia played Florida State in one of the great college football games of the last 25 years. It was a Thursday night game. It was on ESPN. And they are playing again 25 years later. Again, Saturday night on the ACC network between those two great ACC schools. In 1995, if you're too young for this, you think Clemson has been dominating the ACC forever. Florida State was it. Florida State at that time in 1995 was 29-0. They had never lost a game in the ACC.
4: I remember that game. It was in Virginia, right? Yes. They yeah, went into
1: Charlottesville and Key's old teammate. Do you remember who got the direct snap and got snuffed? Warwick Dunn. Warwick yeah. Dunn. I remember watching that game. And if you're watching this morning on ESPN News, we've got it for you. There it is. Warwick Dunn trying to get into the end zone to keep Florida State's national championship hopes alive. Virginia stuffs them. The Seminoles suffer their first loss ever in at Atlantic Coast Conference play. And a quarter century later, Key, they're back on the field Saturday nights.
4: Yeah, it. it uh... It'll be interesting to watch. I, it's a, it's a, it's, it's not anything at stake there, except you know the history of the game. There's no, there's no, you know, uh, chance to get in any final fours or nothing like that. I'm sure it'll be an entertaining game.
1: Indeed, the smart pick on Redbox is Buddy Games available today at Redbox, starring Josh Duhamel, Olivia Munn, Kevin Dillon, Neil McDonough, and Dak Shepard. Buddy Games is the hilarious story of six lifelong friends who reunite to compete in absurd physical and mental challenges with the chance to win. $150,000. So smart picks this week, obviously, based on that, would be Buddy Movies. And we have a whole list of them. Bad Boys? I've seen it. The Friday Collection. Friday, next Friday, Friday see, after next. See,
4: seen them all. It's about time that we're talking about it.
1: It's just the worst. Getting fired on
4: your day off. How, how much worse can it get?
1: I mean, it's just like it's like a double whammy. The Hangover Series. Mike Tyson. It's always good. Ken Jeong, our guy Ken yeah,
4: Jeong. <laughs> the, the, the last one there. You know, it's always, as they go, they start to get a little weak. It was strong, strong in the beginning, though.
1: Ken Jong, big Duke fan, like J. Well, there. American Pie. Funny. Yes, it yeah, was. funny. That was, if you're old Mix, enough. Mc, Mc,
4: uh, what was it, McSlovin or whatever his name was?
1: Who was Sean Williams? No, Scott? Super do you guys bad. know? Stifler. Stifler. Stiffler. Sean William Scott was Stifler. Thank you, fellas. Ah, Dumb and Dumber, Daniels and Carrie.
4: Yeah, it was all right. It was really dumb is what it was.
1: <laughs> now, this is cool. Wedding Crashers.
4: I've done that before. I've been in it, not necessarily a wedding crasher, but more of a reception crasher. You're out, you're at a resort, you're having, and then all of a sudden they want to invite you. Hey, come join us. You know, I've been in that one. That's, I, I love, see, I can watch that over and over again because it was funny and stupid at the same time.
1: That it was. Watch new movies and top entertainment plus try free live TV on Redbox with over 80 channels of news, TV shows, viral videos, and more. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. What's on the key Thanksgiving menu?
4: Well, I would say let's start with the the meats. Obviously, there's going to be a turkey. Um, there's going to be turkey. There's going to be ham. There's gonna. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll always make beef. So I'll have filets. Then the veggies. I'll have broccoli and cauliflower mix. I'll have green beans. I'll have some some cabbage and uh, collard greens. Hot water cornbread. Vegan cornbread for the family. I'll have uh, macaroni and cheese. Won't forget that ever. Uh, Here's an interesting I hated Brussels sprouts as a kid, but mm. since I've learned how to cook, I really know how to cook them now. I'll drop some roasted almond sl- slivers in there, along with some cranberries, some maple syrup, stick it in the oven, and then, obviously,
0: desserts. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.